Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Tempoli, our Head of Investment Development. Together we will be looking at the investment market performance and movements and discuss Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life Podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. As always, this investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. We might start with an overview of what we saw from investment markets as a whole throughout the month of September. Well, good morning to you, Ian. Last month was reasonably quiet overall. Equities were slightly up in euro terms, bonds in the eurozone were slightly down, and currencies were virtually unchanged. So a reasonably quiet month, but the story, I suppose, this year has been that the US equity market has been very strong, while other markets have been flattish and in some cases negative. The Chinese-related markets have been negative uh, this year on the back of tariffs imposed by the US on, on China. Uh, and we saw more of that last month in September, further tariffs imposed by the US on China. But re- re- the US market very resilient and uh, up again slightly during, during the month of September. I think what this is showing is that investors are focusing on the fundamentals, such as the global macro and earnings outlook. We've seen strong economic data in the US, jobless claims at very low 48-year lows, uh, small business confidence at all-time highs. So these are supportive factors to the equity markets. Uh, despite the fact that we are seeing a slight increase in the risk, risk for markets, and in particular, um, rising interest rates in the US, both at the short end with the Fed funds rising again last month, and also the uh, 10-year bond yield in the US, the US Treasuries, uh, now moved north of 3%. And that is slightly increasing risks for the equity markets. You mentioned there that the global market has been led predominantly from the US so far in 2018. So was there much difference throughout the month of September uh, in terms of geographical equity performance, what markets did particularly well or, or not so well? Okay, well, the two outliers, uh, Ireland was quite weak last month, down nearly 4%, really on the back of um, a number of stock specifics, particularly Ryanair, which had a profit warning, uh, and also some recent concern about the economy post-Brexit. And in Japan, the the markets were strong, particularly the exporters on the back of a weaker Japanese yen during the month. Otherwise, markets were reasonably flat. On a sector level, uh, we've spoken before about tech being a a leading sector throughout 2018 and and in previous periods as well. What level of divergence did we see in some of the, the sector moves? Well, not as much last month. There wasn't a clear distinction between the more cyclical areas and the more defensive areas of the market. I suppose a new feature which is worth talking about is that there is now a a new sector in the US market called communications services. And that was actually the strongest sector. First time we've had that sector, it was the strongest last month. And what's interesting is that a number of the high flyers of recent times are in this new sector of communications services. Companies like Netflix, Facebook, Google, Twitter, and so on. So this is a new sector that performed well last month, up about 4.3%. Otherwise, most of the sectors were fairly evenly balanced. We move our attention to bonds. You, you mentioned in your opening remarks that Eurozone government bonds had a slightly weaker month. What were some of the, the stories behind the numbers and what have we seen so far this year in Eurozone government debt? Okay, well, 
yields in the states have been rising for some time at the 10-year level, but not really so in, in the Eurozone. So last month, we actually saw prices fall in most of the markets. Germany and the Netherlands down just over 1% as regards the price falls, yields rising. But the main feature which kept the market flat was the Italian market was, was strong last month and recovered some but not much of the losses that occurred the previous month. Uh, the previous month in August, the Italian bond market was battered on the back of um, political concerns. And we move our attention to the across the water to the other side of the Atlantic. You mentioned we saw a rate rise in the US and I suppose the unwinding of accommodative monetary policy is a key theme in markets at the moment. So what would our own or the market's outlook be for, for interest rates in the US and how has the market reacted to the rate rise we saw in September? Okay, the rate rise we saw on the 26th of September was another quarter percentage point rise, the eighth rise since the cycle turned a few years ago. Uh, and we're now up to interest rates at a range of 2 to 2.25%. Interestingly, the Federal Reserve dropped the comment which they've used for many, many months and years that the stance of monetary policy remains accommodative. That comment has been removed for the first time, which is interesting. So we're going to see one more rate rise this year in December. That's what is projected and a further three rate rises in 2019. So that will bring us up to 12 interest rate rises in the cycle at the end of next year, which is significant. Uh, as regards the Eurozone, we remain at current ultra-low levels, which we've been at for many years, and we don't see interest rates rising in the Eurozone for at least 12 months. Um, the Bank of England, of course, increased interest rates for the second time last August. And, th and that was the second move in their cycle since their cycle turned in November 2017. And again, we don't expect UK rates to rise again until sometime towards the middle of next year. We also have a number of alternative holdings across our multi-asset funds. So we look towards the alternative or predominantly the commodity sector. Uh, what sort of movements did we see throughout the month if we're looking at the likes of gold and oil, for example? Well, the commodities we have in our Prisma and uh, Active Asset Allocation Fund are things like oil, gold, soft commodities and water. They'd be some of the examples of commodities that we hold. Um, overall, commodity prices were mixed last month, or in the month of September, I should say. Energy, once again, very strong, rising 5%. Non-energy commodities falling by 2%, and that's been a feature now for some months. Uh, the oil price itself is up now over 22% so far this year, and this has been on the back of, of strong demand and more recently on the re-imposition of, of sanctions on Iran. Other commodities, gold price fell back slightly last month, finishing at $1,191 per ounce, uh, and copper had a sharp rise, rising by nearly 6%, but we've got to remember copper is down year-to-date by about 15%. So overall, then, uh, turning our attention to our activity and our, and our positioning, and as we look at the, the Prisma multi-asset funds have recently hit a five-year anniversary, did we see any changes in our positioning throughout the month of September? And what is, I suppose, the synopsis of that positioning? Okay, and well, the equity position, as we has been the case now for quite a long time, we're at the upper end of the equity ranges in all our multi-asset portfolios. Um, however, we do see some slight increase in the level of risk particularly relating to rising interest rates in the US. But um, generally we remain constructive on equities, although it is possible that we might take some profits in equities before the end of the year. 
Uh, as regards geographical positions, the main bias is towards the Asia-Pacific area as well as Japan. The US and, the, and Europe are now close to neutral, uh, while we continue to have an underweight position in the UK market. Sectors, you asked about sectors, uh, the positions were broadly maintained during the month. We've got a positive bias towards technology and healthcare stocks. And of course, technology has been by far the strongest sector uh, in the US this year. Uh, and we're negatively biased towards some of the financial stocks, real estate and some of the industrial stocks. Just to put into context on technology, the technology sector is up. A handful of stocks are driving the US market, companies like um, Apple, Netflix, Microsoft, and so on. These are, the, these are the few stocks that are really driving the technology sector, which in turn is driving the US market. As regards our, our bond positions, we remain at the Eurozone bonds at the bottom end of ranges, and the remaining bonds in the portfolios have a low duration. That brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis, and thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit ZurichLife.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.